welcome back to Professionally Planned with Caitlin and M. I'm M. And I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and we're back. It's week four of the podcast. The podcast that we thought was just going to be a pilot episode, but has transformed into this. <laughs> I Yeah. I can't believe that anyone listens to this at all. I am honestly very surprised. Every time I open up my little like um, analytics checking app, it's like, oh, people are people are listening to me talk about things talk about things (laughs) we have at least three loyal viewers and a scam website told me that we were like number seven in the netherlands for uh for hobby podcasts which i've looked up and was false but for a moment it was really nice in your imagination you can believe that's true i don't (laughs) like i don't really know anyone who lives in the netherlands so the dutch appreciate art yeah this is fine art right here. <laughs> we'll be the, we're the Dutch masters of the new age. <laughs> Except it's a podcast about planners, not a, not a floral still life. <laughs> <laughs> I am learning how to watercolor though. I'm using Jess's book from last week. I'm, I was going to start bunny. today. Yeah, brown paper bunny. I'm going to, I was going to start today and then I didn't. So maybe I'll start tomorrow. What kind of pens are you using in that? Or are you just using like straight up watercolor? So I, I mean, I have regular watercolors that I, I think I, I think they're Arteza, but I have, I have Tombow's, I have those sketch marker things that I thought was a scam at first. And then they were real and I was happy and they're really nice markers. Um, or I might try liners just to see what happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if the, if the ink will work. You have to be like, I think it has to be water-based for it to actually like. I mean, I suppose. Is it, okay, so I don't have the book myself, but are you painting directly in the book or is it like these are the guides and then do it on separate paper? That's a really good question. <laughs> I So I have separate paper that I bought at Michael's uh, you know, my craft store of choice, Mm -hmm. uh, at a previous date for a previous project that didn't pan out. Um, so uh, I doubt that it's in the book itself just because the pages feel really slick, Mm -hmm. but there are like little templates in the book. So maybe you can, or you could like trace them onto your, your regular paper. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh my god we're professionals that's why they call it professionally planned yeah (laughs) oh my god okay so i'm gonna throw a little shade for a moment so caitlin you remember when you hit 9k and you were like i'm gonna do a 9k giveaway and then you hit 10k on Instagram, yeah, I remember that. I remember a lot of different things that I've very much forgotten to do. And hey, this time around, I have stuff purchased. I know. I just, I literally just watched your video and was like, okay, Simply Gilded. Like, I, I'm digging it. I'm making a move. I'm making a move. Um, but like, yeah. the concept for this this 10K giveaway was like, I wanted to do like something small shop related. So. I wanted to get one of those Simply Gilded albums uh, that I love so much, like their sticker albums. And then I was like, I'm going to fill it with like stickers from my own shop and shops that I love and stuff like that. 
And then I'm like, maybe it feels a little too self-promotion-y just to be like, have some of my stickers. Like, don't you love my stickers? Uh, so someone yes. commented on that video that was like, maybe you could do like an exclusive design for the giveaway. And I'm like, okay, that I can do. Um, in my most recent purchase from your shop, I got a couple sheets to like contribute towards that. But Which then sheets? Uh, ones that I had used before. So the the starry void and then like, I think the planets. Okay. I was confused because I was like, Caitlin's buying this sheet again. I guess she liked it. <laughs> no, I wanted to like get a bunch of different sticker shops in there. And there's also like things that I've had in my small stop, small shop sticker albums that I've like held on to for over a year. And I'm like, this isn't getting any use from me. And at this point, I'm like, I'm going to give it to someone who will actually use it. So it's going to be like a few different sticker shops, stuff from my own shop an exclusive design of some sort that I have yet to make and then like a simply gilded album to house them except the problem is that I ordered the albums and then they arrived and I loved them both too much so now I gotta go back and get another one no that's not how it works Caitlin I already put my own stickers in it so I claimed it (laughs) okay so now about this exclusive design first of all will your rep team get it no if it's for this, I think I'm just going to give like whoever wins this giveaway, like five sheets of it and then never make it again. You're joking, right? Exclusive design. Giveaway exclusive design. Okay. Okay. Let's be clear. When the happy planner had the exclusive swag at go wild, they put it on their website the next day. I can assure you, I will not do that because that's something that always has bothered me when they like market like a be happy box is like exclusive you could only get it in the box and then something from it pops up on the website or something vaguely familiar from it pops up on the website and I'm like I could have just bought the box alone like I bought that um plant a happy life box to get that plant themed sticker book and then they waited like what was it like maybe not even a month and then they released the plant mama sticker book which is the exact same thing just kind of rebranded so no, giveaway exclusive. When it's out there, it's done. Um, I mean, maybe I'll like kind of rope it into a collection that I already have going or like something like that. I don't know yet, but it's going to be an exclusive. So unfortunately you cannot have oh it. God, the FOMO. I'm literally being hit with the FOMO right now. Well, I was like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, if it's a giveaway exclusive, does that mean that I can't use it in my own planner either? I don't like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Caitlin. Maybe it shouldn't be a giveaway exclusive, but maybe they can get it before everybody else gets it. Oh, that's a good idea. I was also like thinking maybe I would just um, do essentially what I'm doing with the rep packages and give them all of the April stickers before they actually like hit the Etsy or something like that. But Okay. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think that's way better just because I know whatever you would design for this giveaway, there's like at least a 50% chance that I would end up wanting it. (laughs) And like, I'm already going to want to enter the giveaway, but I want a consolation prize if I lose being that I can just go spend money and buy the sticker sheet. Okay. Fair, fair point. I don't know. Let us know in the comments or in our emails what Caitlin should do. Well, we don't have podcast comments, so uh, email yeah. would be the place to do that. We actually just 
I think our podcast is up on a new forum, a new platform where it does actually allow comments. I don't remember the name of it. It's something weird, like reason or ration or something. That must have been your doing because I, I have- No, I got an email about it. I think somebody else was just like, I want to listen to this and put the RSS feed in or something. Oh, people can do that? I don't know. The log- I don't know how that works. The logistics of podcasts have always kind of confused me. And like for the amount of time that I spend like dealing with technology and stuff like that, I still have no idea what an RSS feed is. Like I understand that it's like linked to like the episodes of our podcast, but like what kind of embedded like code is it? And like, what does it, I don't know. I don't even know what it stands for, honestly. And technically speaking, I work in tech. (laughs) I'm looking this up because I want to know what RSS feed means. Registered, secure, something? Um, And this is going to surprise you, actually. Really simple syndication. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, God. (laughs) I was expecting it to be something more technical than really simple syndication. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because I know that there are some people who, who like set up basically like their homepage to be an RSS feed where they just get RSSs from like their new podcasts and YouTube and Reddit and stuff like that. That's interesting. Like, I don't think I've ever been like a very big podcast listener. Um, there's like one podcast that I listen to. It's, it's Planners and Wine. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to like a couple other ones on and off. And there's just like nothing to hook me into like coming back and listening again and again. Um, it's like the only one that's really doing it for me is Planners and Wine. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, because we love Megan Myra. I listen to Welcome to Night Vale. I'm a big, big listener of that one, just because it's so weird. And like, there's an overarching story, but at some points, like, you can just hop in and listen to one episode and you're like, huh, it's some weird town in a desert in an alternate universe. Okay. <laughs> Like, I like the concept of that, but also I had an ex who was really into it, and I'm like, I can't, I just can't at this point. Like, nope, not going there. Yeah, we have this problem where basically Caitlin's ex and I are the same person, except that, like, I'm not toxic, or at least as toxic. <laughs> um... <laughs> Men ruin everything. That's true. I'm just like, dinosaur eats man, women inherit the earth. That'd be solid. Now you're making me crave dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Okay, that is like the superior chicken nugget shape. I wish that they actually made good chicken nuggets in that shape. What I really need is a fast food chain that sells those. Like, I would like them commercially deep fried. Like, even if I'm to air fry them at my own, like, apartment or put them in the oven, it's still not the same experience of, like, soaked in oil and then heated to like a million degrees mm-hmm. I mean you could buy a deep fryer but that's I, that's a fire hazard when I was like 15 16 17 and working at a roller rink we had a deep fryer um for like well we we air fried most things and I worked in the food like thing for a while like food court um we had a deep fryer that was like used for very special occasions and First of all, do not let teenagers use like hot, hot oil. Um, And second, like after having watched things be deep fried, you would think that I would be turned off of deep frying forever, but no. Did it romanticize it for you? (laughs) 
Well, one time someone accidentally put an ice cube in it and hot oil oh. went everywhere. So like, then it went onto a shelf. Like they're like, okay, we can't trust this. It's going in the back closet. But yeah, deep frying. Well, that reminds people. me of the episode where in, of the Simpsons where like Homer gets a deep fryer and a candy, uh, cotton candy maker and all that stuff. And he just makes this giant deep fried ball of goo. That's what I'm imagining. I'd try it. I'd try most things like food wise once, but like <laughs> deep fried is a Midwest staple. So oh, yeah, I've never had a fried Oreo. I've always wanted one though. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you like deep fried and you like Oreos. I love Oreos. Oh my God. Like the, the special flavors that they come out with. Ooh. Which is your favorite Oreo flavor? And you can't say the regular one. Okay, first of all, I would say double stuff. Um, oh, no, which, no. Mega stuff is the best order. Okay, I've, I've had a mega stuff once, and it was a, I think it was a little too much stuff for me. But the thing is, is that once double stuff becomes your new standard, then mega stuff becomes the new double stuff. So I just haven't, I don't think I've gotten there yet. But Oreo released for their, like, 100th birthday or something, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous that oreo has been around for that long yeah it was like a half white cream half chocolate cream with sprinkles baked into the cookie oh in a similar vein i really like the birthday cake ones that have like the sprinkles in the filling okay see i don't i can't remember if it's the birthday cake oreos or the birthday cake hershey's kisses that i tried that were really, really bad, in my opinion. I feel like it's an acquired taste, and honestly, I'll just eat anything that has sprinkles on it. My my follow-up choice for, like, themed Oreos is anytime they do a seasonal one and they dye the filling. That, that addition of food coloring just makes it so much better. No, you're right. Like, the Halloween ones where it's yeah. orange? Uh-huh. Yes. Also, I think sprinkles are the glitter of the food world which would explain why you like them so much I love that comparison and I can I I will endorse that (laughs) okay so now I'm thinking back just a little bit to when we were talking about your sticker giveaway and you were like I'm gonna gather all of the like stickers from some of my favorite small shops Mm -hmm. it's time for the small shop shout out oh it is (laughs) And it's your turn. It is my turn. So this week, for a small business shout out, I picked Eau Claire's Creations. Number one, because I love Claire. Number two, because her designs are amazing and things that I can't really find other places. I think her style is just like so individual. And number three, because Em and I have both been reps for her. That's true, true right? You've that is true. Reps. We have both been, we were actually both reps at the same time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And time flies. Oh, and I was not involved in this decision, but she does make excellent math stickers for those of you wanting to uh, put a little STEM rep in your planners or on your Cricut or water bottle. She has some really cute, like a talk mathy to me die cut. I love her combination of like the math stuff and the florals because I'm not a math person as you probably know but I still buy the stickers because I really like the floral element to it. I know Mm -hmm. Emu's Designs did a collab with her a while back and I haven't used them yet. They're like 
really cute floral mask stickers, but I have them. Mm-hmm. I've actually, I've used them in two spreads now. And I still have more left. I don't know how. <laughs> I, like, there's just something so cute about her, like, math stickers. She makes math fun. And I'm not, like, I can't do math, but I love it. And, yeah, so you can find her over on Shopify and Instagram. She was on Etsy for the longest time, but the Etsy fees have, like, skyrocketed, as we all are aware of. So, I will link her Shopify and Instagram handles down below in the description of this episode so you can go find her and support her. Um, She's Canada-based, but shipping to the U.S. is like actually affordable for her shop. I don't Mm -hmm. know how she does it. I think it's because it's non-tracked shipping. Yeah, and she does it in like envelopes. Yeah, so it's not like the, the cardboard mailer things. It's like envelopes, but it does mean that it's affordable shipping to the U.S. from Canada, which is hard to find. Um, and I think the other like reason why I picked her is because we have been working on a collab that is forthcoming and is taking longer on my end than it should. She finished her part and I'm still kind of dragging along, but we are making Bridgerton sticker sheets for season two of Bridgerton, which I think already aired on Netflix. Have yes, you- but- there are some people who are doing like an Airbnb Bridgerton where they just take today off, go to an Airbnb with their friends and watch Bridgerton. That's iconic. I love that. And I wish I could just take time off to like go watch TV. I mean, it, it is the weekend. It is the weekend, but I got meetings tomorrow. <sighs> Saturday, meeting Why? day. How? Our students took an exam on Wednesday, so we have to talk about how to grade the exam. So that could I don't, be an email. No, it's actually a more in-depth meeting than you'd think, but Ugh. I'm fine with it. It just didn't work out for anyone's like schedule on Thursday, Friday. So this is like the unfortunate decision we had to come to. But when it's done, mm. it's done, and I'm happy about that. So back to Claire for just a minute here. Um <laughs> She has an amazing sticker shop and definitely putting my stamp of approval on her sticker sheets. Um, I really like her one line food collection with all the different fruits and I use a lot of those, but I I think it goes without saying that any shop that we have on the show in like our small shop shout out or like in other capacities is someone that we fully endorse. Um, And Claire has my, my stamp of approval. So there you have it, a small shop shout out for you this week. I wish that we were like a radio show where we had sound effects. So for like the stamp of approval, it could be like a thunk noise or like doing the stamp. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. But we'd also be able to have like a little thing that goes like small business shout out or something. (laughs) I'm going to like audio clip you and take that. (laughs) Rude. I think we can do that with um, Anchor, which is the hosting platform we use. I can move Spotify music into the podcast, but it's like, do you want to overlay it over your voices? I'm like, I really don't want like, I don't know, um, Cardi B in the background of the podcast, you know? That'd be lit though. It would be a very different different experience than I think we've been like going for so far. (laughs) Okay, so now- I want to go off of the thing that we were talking about, which was you working on the weekend. And here's why. I'm not going off on you, but I'm going off on a tangent here. Because on Monday this week, 
I took a mental health day from work. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. Oh, I mean, it was awful. <laughs> like, oh, like it, it was. Oh no. Okay. No, no, no. Don't worry. No, it was good to take a mental health day. It was, it was awful because it was the end of the quarter this week. So we had to balance out all of our hours and I was eight hours behind. So I had to do 48 hours in technically four days. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little bad. So, but the point is to take a break when you need a break. Yes. Because it's actually good for you. So like Gil and I went and got ice cream and we got Adirondack chairs. We actually, we went to a garden center because they had these really pretty ones and they were like $500. So we didn't get those. We got the $30 plastic ones from Target. Do you have like outdoor space at your new apartment? Yeah, there's like a communal courtyard that everybody shares. And then everyone has like their own little porch thing there aren't like separations really on the forward bit but we can go sit out there with the cats oh that's sweet but yeah mental health days are much needed and they kind of suck when they're like actually needed mental health days you know what I mean like yes there's a difference between taking a mental health day because you like physically cannot get out of bed and do work and like nothing is helping and then there's like the kind of mental health days that are like preventative mental health days yes bettering yourself to handle like what the week then has to throw at you and Mm -hmm. I would prefer if we took more preventative ones we could avoid the first one generally speaking obviously you know for things that just come out of nowhere like anxiety attacks or whatever you can't I mean there's no preventing those really and I know because we both suffer (laughs) we just suffer sorry to cut you off there I was gonna say you mean you're not scheduling that in your planner oh I do yeah uh anxiety attack promptly at 9 27 p.m and will not be able to fall asleep until 4 a.m yes please thank you yeah right on schedule yeah no that was me on Sunday I couldn't sleep for like at all didn't know why went into work on Tuesday no Wednesday had an anxiety attack that was great for for the reviewers at home it it was not great it was not great it's like the caption that pops up on the screen it's like we're watching like Arrested Development or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like the narrator just goes over. It was not great. I can be the like, narrator. There was like this little uh, lizard picture that I saw once, and below it, it just said, It didn't go okay. And it's one of my favorite photos ever because it's just like you imagine you walk in after an exam and someone just asks you, like, How did it go? And you just lizard face at them. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been experiencing any kind of anxiety when it comes to like masks, masks and like masklessness? Um, that's a difficult question for me because I kind of live like in an area where everyone wears a mask still. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a requirement on our campus and everyone upholds that. And we also have like building access checker things and we have to like get tested. So on campus, it's not like an issue because everyone is wearing their mask like all the time still. And then like my friends, um, they all still wear their masks. And I don't really 
do much outside of like go to campus and then be at home. Uh, both situations like are very like, uh, like okay with the masks, obviously. The only time that I like ever am out and I'm like, oh, people aren't wearing masks is like when I'm at Target, but I'm not close enough to anyone where it's like really like, okay, this is bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember like at the beginning of this, like early 2020, like maybe like end of March, 2020, um, I was at a Walmart for some reason. I rarely go to Walmart or whatever, but I had to like get it was toilet paper. They had run out at Target. They had run out everywhere. And someone was like, they have it at Walmart and you could only buy like one pack. You remember when they ran out of yes. all the toilet paper? It was, it was we were out of toilet paper. We were out of frozen peas because everyone was like, I need frozen peas. I know, like full on prepper mode. Um, so I went to Walmart to like get something and I never go to Walmart. And it was like right when all of this was happening and it was like, do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? What's the recommendation there? And they're like trying to social distance people out six feet, but no one's getting the memo. And someone like some maskless woman came up to me to like ask me if I was in line. And she like started touching my shoulder and I like had a panic attack in Walmart and I started crying. And then I bought my toilet paper and the security guard was like, do you need me to walk you to your car? And I'm like, I'm fine. (laughs) It's going to be okay. But that was like the peak of the anxiety. It's been a little bit more relaxed from there because I don't really put myself in situations where I like I'm around a lot of maskless people. And I'm I've been talking for a, a long time here, so cut me off when you need to. <laughs> but like I actually the other night I went to a concert, mm-hmm. an indoor concert at a bar, and everyone was wearing masks. <gasps> oh. It was also a very small concert because it was like a small band and it's it was a Tuesday night so that probably all added to it but it was it was a very um nice experience to actually be out and like do something and we were able to like stand in an area where there were no no people within like eight feet of us it was nice very nice that sounds so nice (laughs) so see like I have the opposite problem in that where I work they just got rid of the mask mandate so people are allowed to not wear masks. And so most people, you know, like don't wear masks anymore. Like mm-hmm. I think I, when I'm wearing one at work, I think I've seen two other people wearing one. And it's just, I, I think after, you know, getting, being so used to it for two years, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I'm not a germaphobe or anything like that. It, but it freaks me out. And like the, yeah, the idea of going into work now I've associated with it I've never been good with like germs in general and I think that's probably like one of the reasons why I do not like cooking but that's a story for another day um but yeah like there are times when I'm like with some of my colleagues and we'll be working in our shared office and we're around each other all the time like we go to each other's apartments, we play trivia together, and all of those activities are unmasked, because it's, like, the three people that I see most often, so, like, in that situation, I'm, like, comfortable, like, okay, I know both of you have no social lives outside of, like, our, our conjoined social life, so, like, no masks in that situation, but yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's the whole, like, bubble. I just, I can't, I can't explain it, but, like, I guess when it, when it comes to anxiety, some things are rational 
and some things are not. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's rational to be afraid of getting COVID. Like, yeah. like it's rational to be afraid of getting sick, period. Right. But like going into work isn't going to make me sick. Yeah. It's, like, you know, I'll be, te- technically I'll be exposed to more people, but walking to the bookstore has the same, if not higher exposure level. And that's never stopped me. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's all about like weighing, like what like risks you want to take. Um, and I'm surprised I haven't gotten like COVID yet in the like past two years where I've been around like lecture halls of undergrads who arguably, um, have more germs than than the average population it's like being in an elementary school yep um but yeah lecture halls have freaked me out a little bit but in in some respects the mask just kind of becomes like a security blanket for me like it's Mm -hmm. my own little like safe bubble my self-contained caitlin space oh yeah well especially because i have a really emotive face so like if i don't like something you'll know by looking at me having the mask was really helpful (laughs) I I feel like I'm the kind of the same way with that too. We're just like uncomfortable staring. We're like, oh, uh, I'm like I can make one part of my body fake indifference at one point, but I, I can't do my mouth and my eyes at the same time. Mm-hmm. We we didn't get any questions via the email, did we? No. No. <laughs> but you, our viewer at home, could be our first emailed in question. We would love it. Questions like, how did you get so awesome? How many headbands does Caitlin own? Um, does M really like math or is she just faking it? All questions we can answer. Those are yeah, those are questions we can answer. But not on this episode. You have to ask them first. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not volunteering that information uh, <laughs> organically. I'm interested in how many headbands you own. I have not counted that number up. Um, but on the, on the subject of material goods, mm-hmm. um, tell me, have you gotten anything interesting in the mail this week? Mm. Ooh, okay. So I got a new iPad case, <laughs> which was really exciting because my last one broke. <laughs> I broke an iPad case recently too. It's like all of the side pieces that were keeping it encased mm-hmm. broke off and it wouldn't stay in it anymore. And now I have one that has a little holster for my Apple pencil. Yeah, that's the one I have too. It's like a elastic loop on the side that like holds it in place. Which oh like, no mine ha- is like a like a little hole and you put it in it horizontally I saw a couple with that option and I'm like that's not for me I like the elastic loop thingy um yeah I got a lot of different stickers this week that I like have to um like do the unboxing videos for and then like plan with them but in like the last week and a half it's been I've gotten According to Allie, Creative mm-hmm. Mandy, Simply mm-hmm. Gilded, Amuse Designs. Um, I think it's called With Southern Love, like L-U-V. Mm-hmm. They make little like text stickers. Someone recommended them to me and I was like, I'll, I'll try this out. I was interested. So I got that. And then today I just got a package from Day Designer. 
mm. that they, they gifted to me. So I'm going to have to unbox that at some point. And I'm very excited. Oh yeah. No, in terms of stickers this week, it's like all of them were coming in at once. So I got, uh, Allie's, I got some from Jojo's pretty paper shop. I think mm-hmm. that's I've yeah. finally gotten it right. Uh, Lupita's. So, uh, LPTG creates and then, uh, from Alicia. So Alicia's dot plans. So like a dot is in a period. Um, I we got some stickers from her and I think actually I've had a, I've, so I've had sort of a discussion with her and I can't remember if I pointed this out on our last episode or on the one before that or before that, <laughs> but remember we were talking about clip art, right? Oh yeah. I think we might've talked about this in a prior episode, but say it again. Oh yeah. Just in that we, we've sort of come to the conclusion, I think that the word that we want to use for this when you're, when you're buying clip art and making stickers out of it is curating. Yeah. I like that term because it does take like mm-hmm. certainly like aesthetic decisions to group images um, and like make them look good on a page. And mm-hmm. like there's discernment that goes into like selecting this is what I want on my sticker sheet and this is what I don't want on my sticker sheet. So I do like that. I like that term. Yeah. And so uh, Alicia and I, we had discussed that and that's sort of where, that's what we had come to and where we've sort of shared, amplified it now, which is super cool. Yeah. I saw that you changed the language on your Etsy shop. Um, I noticed that a few weeks ago, you like posted on stories or something about that. So yeah, because because we're like 50% hand-drawn and the other 50% is curated artwork. I like that. It makes it seem like very gallery chic. I don't know. Oh, no, I do like, I like the term. Um, and like, I think it's probably the most appropriate term for like the actual practice of it. And mm-hmm. like the, the prior week's conversation still holds that like, I'd love to know, like, if you are curating your sticker sheets or hand drawing them, like that mm-hmm. distinction, I would like to know, but either way, like they're beautiful stickers in the end. So. Yep. I remember, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So Gil listens to our podcast and he was telling me about last week's that we sounded tired. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm just like, yeah, we're even more tired now. Better get used to it, Gil. <laughs> and that's a threat. Professionally exhausted. I love that. That's going to be the name of this week's episode. Although <sighs> I said that last week when you said, um, oh God. I think got a lot of DMs go- about the take me to Etsy, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> take me to Etsy, Papa. Buy me some stickers. I didn't end up making that the episode title. Although I have... Um, in the like back end of like arranging things, I had to make the executive decision that our show would be marked as explicit or closed. Oh, I noticed that. So I, I thought explicit. it did it automatically, but yeah. Oh no, I had to make that that call, but I think it's probably the right call. <laughs> yeah. It's like on YouTube where it's like the mark as not for kids. <laughs> None of my videos as marked are marked as for kids. I think the as for kids setting like denotes that it could be educational content, like geared specifically towards children. And then when you're doing the like monetization of your video, you then have to go through 
Like sometimes it automatically determines whether or not your video is eligible to be monetized, but other times, and this is something that I think they're beta testing, they give you a whole list of different things that are like nudity and pornography and drug use and explicit situations. And you have to like check off which ones your video contains or like mark that your video contains none of them so that you can like make money off of your videos. Mm. And I like, I know what I put on YouTube. Like I know I put planner videos on YouTube because obviously I'm making the videos. I put the planners together and I film them and whatnot. And then every time that list comes up, I have to pause and think. I'm like, is there pornography in this? No, there's not pornography in this. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure hashtag planner porn is a real hashtag. But it's like looking at, you know, stacks of Simply Gilded or Villa Beautiful stuff. Yeah, I'm like hesitant to even like range into that territory of hashtag because I don't know they can get co-opted so like fast into things that they're not supposed to be like and maybe this is like I I guess to talk about social media and break that fourth wall of like social media engagement the Mm -hmm. one thing that is always like kind of um eluded me is how banned hashtags come to be like there's certain hashtags that Instagram has realized are like sources of spam or like content that should not be on their platform. So then when you include them in your hashtags on your post and hashtags are great for getting like engagement and reach, um, if you include them, then it effectively eliminates all of your hashtags because you have like the banned hashtag on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I've heard you talking about this and I know it exists. I, I just don't know what they are. And like, how do you know? Does it tell you? You have to like search online and it's not that long of a list. Um, here, I'll do a reading of them to Ooh, you. Dramatic, do it dramatic. And I'm gonna do like a few, um, like I'm, I'm gonna skip over some of these, but we've got adulting is a banned hashtag. Oh. Alone, always, arm party, ass day. Ass wait 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 ass day yeah ass day <laughs> okay these also these are in alphabetical order right yes they are okay i was wondering why they all started with a okay things like beauty blogger is banned but beauty bloggers plural still works um you would assume like okay bikini body is banned the one that um, okay. i'm behind that though Everybody is a bikini body. You don't need to put the yeah. hashtag there. You put a bikini on the body and thus it becomes bikini body. But um, this is the one that has caught me in some trouble uh, maybe two or three times that like I put this hashtag on one of my posts and then I'm like, why isn't this getting views? Oh, it's because you'd used hashtag boho. I like, don't do that. <laughs> well, there's a sticker book from Happy Planner that's called like boho vibes or something like that. Or like... I think boho dreams boho dreams or whatever. why do i know that <laughs> i memory memory works in weird oh ways. my god <laughs> i don't know back when i was like using that a sticker book like that or something like that or there was like a a michael's version that's like a boho one mm-hmm. anyway that'll get your post like flagged brain date dating eggplant elevator girls only hard work pays off but Here's a note from the list itself. Hard work pays off. Uh, flexing muscle emoji still works. 
We've got Hump Day, Hustler, iPhoneography, uh, Killing It, Kissing, Kansas. Although Kansas City still works. Well, okay, so is it Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri? The hashtag does not specify. Yeah. So I would assume that the uh, if you if you put Kansas City, Kansas, then it wouldn't work. <laughs> I mean, you just can't use the hashtag Kansas. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you curate your Instagram feed. Miley Cyrus, MILF, models, nudity, <laughs> New Year's Day, um, pretty girl, push-ups. I mean, in all reality, I don't want to see hashtag New Year's Day, like, posts. I don't know exactly, like, what that would correspond to. Like, I'm just scrolling through this list, and it's like, some of these I understand. Some of them don't make a lot of sense to me. Valentine's Day is on here. That was another one that got me. I posted, like, a Valentine's Day-themed planner spread, and I tagged it Valentine's Day. And then it didn't get any views. I'm like, what's going on? It's the hashtag. See, what I want to know is like, you know how there's those bots that comment on your posts if you use a certain hashtag? And it's always the Etsy hashtags. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Because like, like, if I use like hashtag Etsy community, I get a bunch. On, on, over on Bookstagram, no matter what I post, there is always a bot comment. <laughs> The bot comments get to be so annoying and it's always the same messages over and over again. And I don't know how Instagram like doesn't flag them at this point. It's like, send to this account to be featured. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's annoying. Um, but like certain hashtags will draw, draw bots to you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so this is actually kind of funny. So as, as an experiment, because I'm not, I'm very, very bad at hashtags. Also, we had talked a little bit a while back about hashtags not working. Instagram claims they work. I don't think that they work anymore, but I, I, I'm paying someone money to do a hashtag search for me to like, come up with like the best hashtags or something. Um, among other things, it's not just that. Okay. Um, so, I'll, you know, that might be something fun that I'll get to share. I'm like, these are the best five performing planner hashtags. I can tell you it's probably not planner porn. What I've heard um, in terms of hashtag strategy is that you need to get like a nice range of like high level hashtags that have like a lot of posts attached to them. And that would be something like, I don't know, like happy planner community has a lot of posts or like planner, the word planner would do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like mid-level ones that are a little bit more specific where I could be like, this is the specific type of layout that I'm using in this planner, like dashboard layout or whatever. And mm-hmm. then there's like the really, really niche ones where it gets into like green planner spread or like stuff like that. So you want to use like an equal amount of all three categories to like maximize your visibility. Because if you're posting in like really giant hashtags, then your posts like don't show up to most people, but you still want them kind of grouped with that larger umbrella term. And then when you're posting in the really small ones, it's like also not reaching a lot of people because it doesn't have a lot of visibility yet. Yeah, I've heard all sorts of things. There was something I heard a while back with like reels that either you were not supposed to include any hashtags or you were only supposed to include five. Like, 
the thing about it is that because it's based on an algorithm and constantly evolving, that no one knows what they're doing. Not even really Instagram knows what it's doing. And I just... Although I will say... I think Instagram knows what they're doing with that new favorites feature. We should talk yes, about that. Yes, that's true. They do. Like, it's not the same thing as the close friends feature. Well, it right? depends. I mean, you can make them the same list of people, but it's not the same, like, setting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, they're, they're different. But, like, in terms of, you know, for close friends, it usually recommends people that you interact with a lot, right? Yeah. So for me, that's, that's my favorites as well. (laughs) That makes sense. But I think close friends is more geared towards like having a private story that only a select group of people can view and favorites Mm -hmm. is more so a sorting algorithm that you can use on your feed to like, make sure that you're viewing the posts of like the people you marked as your favorites ahead of like all of the people that you're following. Oh my God, though, close friends. Anytime I see a green circle pop up, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm on your close friends list. Cause I don't have one. I'm just like, I just overshare in my stories. Everyone gets to know what I'm up to. Yeah, I don't have one either, but it's like the few people who have me on their close friends list, I'm like, oh, I gotta make sure I watch that. Like, yeah. Also the thing about the favorites feed that I like is that it's like a happy place over there. Like I go and I get to see all of my favorite people and all of the fun things that they're doing. The downside is that you're limited. Somebody told me it was 50. I don't think it's 50. I think it's more like 30 people. Like you can't have that many people on your favorites list. I'm looking it up right now. I haven't hit the limits yet, so I don't know how many it is. Oh, I hit the limit on the first day because I went through the what people it suggested and just went click, 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 click. <laughs> so it, is, it is 50 people of your choosing. I just went with whatever it recommended to me um, as like, these are the people you interact with the most are probably your favorites. And I'm like, you're right. You're right, Instagram. You know more about me than I do. Um, that's how algorithms work. They predict what you're going to do before you even do it. Yeah, I mean, all of the, all of the people that it, uh, most of the people it auto-recommended to me were correct. Some of them were brands, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah, a couple of mine were brands, too, and I'm like, I don't want to put brands on my favorites, because I want it to be, like, people that I interact with. Mm-hmm. I do think the one thing that I'd like to see from favorites is, like, when you swap over to your favorites feed, because there's, if you click on Instagram in the upper left, you can drop down, and it's, like, regular timeline and then like favorites so when I click on favorites I'd like to see the stories feature there as well but just for those people yeah because then you could I thought you were gonna say something like you wanted to see how many people's favorite lists you were on and I was like I would like to see that too (laughs) I'd love that information but I have a feeling like it would hurt me more than anything I think it would hurt a lot of people to like know um because like Anytime someone unfollows me, I'm just like, what did I do wrong? That would be even worse. But no, stories would be awesome. But then there, you'd never have any reason to go back to your regular feed. I mean, if I want to view like what brands are doing or whatever, but yeah, I like, I like the idea of the favorites feed and I like to check in on it just to make sure that I don't miss posts from any of those people. Mm-hmm. And well, cause, but for both of them, they've gone back to chronological, right? Um, I don't know. I think the regular feed is still algorithmic. 
and you might over here using this as an excuse to go on my phone during a podcast recording oh my god I have dms how many dms do you have right now Caitlin it I think it's at the point where it's not even going to tell me a number anymore I check oh yeah no they're not uh they're not in order anymore I checked just now I got a lot Um, of dms See, I, I logged into my plan with M Gmail account and freaked out because I had 81 unread emails and then I, because I hadn't checked it in two years. And then I remembered that I had ever, everything forwarded to my regular account. So I had read mm. everything. Yeah, I don't have a specific email address for my like Caitlin Plans brand, if you will. So people email me on like my personal email with stuff and I get all of these like, please join our influencer program. Email. Yeah. But they're not things that I'm interested in. And like, if you get to the point where you can like, where you get these kind of emails, you can tell the ones that are like genuine and the ones that are just kind of like sent out to everyone and anyone. Mm-hmm. And I got like a weird one um, that was like genuine today, like talking about like payment and like my, my specific account and stuff like that. Except it was... Um, for a caffeine infused tea thing. And I'm like, what? No, they're like, we will give you $75. And then the price of this like case of tea, that's $35. We're going to give you that in exchange for one post. And I'm like, first of all, I don't post tea on my feed. I mean, you could. It's not even like bags of tea. It's like the energy, energy drink cans of it. Yeah. It's just posted from above in the photo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not for me. I'm kind of picky about what products I choose to like post on my on my feed. Um, mm-hmm. like, I think doing a review of something is different than like agreeing to post a feed post. Mm-hmm. Because if you post it in your feed, like you... Like, I feel like there's so many more strings attached than if you're just like, I'm going to do an unbiased review. Like, especially in most of those cases, I, I'm not, I'm not being paid. So like, I can say whatever the heck I want. You, you're giving me free product in exchange in the hopes that you'll get a good review, which we can talk about all of that sort of stuff later. <sighs> yeah. Um, like recently I received a a product that I had signed off on a contract for very well knowing like all of the terms of this contract. And I think the one thing that I noticed on this contract that I had not noticed on any other like brand deal contact contracts that I had signed before is that one of their stipulations is you cannot archive the post on your feed for six months. I thought that was interesting, but I I totally understand the rationale. That's day designer, right? That is day designer. Yeah, I've signed that contract. Um, but no, I thought it was interesting as well. They accepted the YouTube video that I made and they watched it. Exciting. Yeah, usually I'm just like, okay. But. I had a very fun time picking out a cover because I felt like most of the covers were very much me. Um, so I'm interested to just like try it out. I got the daily layout. Mm. oh could it be competing with your plum paper daily potentially I like the plum paper daily um I do think the one thing that's kind of like has steered me away from buying the day designer outright because I was heavily considering doing that for the longest time and then they had like you know some like stuff come up on their Instagram where they were not like properly citing Black History Month like in their graphics and stuff like that 
So I'm like, yeah, oh, I was like more not. appropriately, we had things not come up. Yeah, on exactly. <laughs> the wording on that was a little muted on my end. Um, but yes, you're right. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like thought it through and I'm like, if they're sending it for free, it's for free. So like in that case, like I'll just, I'll take it. But, um, and where was I going with this? Oh, I think the one thing that like deterred me from it in the first place was that it's also an hourly within the daily. And I don't normally mm-hmm. use hourlies because the start and end times do not ever align with like what I do in my day. Cause I always start at like 8 a.m. and I don't wake up until 10 and then they like end at like 9 p.m. and I'm working until 2 a.m. so like yeah. <laughs> well I think you know with that it's just like okay cool cover it up with some washi. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff to digest in that last little bit of thing. Yeah I was like well because the thing is is that like 8 to 10 is 14 hours and 10 to 2 it's like 16 so it's not horrific yeah but yeah no I think I think something that we we both need to work on is actually like taking time for ourselves and relaxing mm-hmm. <laughs> because and, yeah. and before we like progress on with this if you um would like to be more informed on like day designers reaction to like black history month and all that stuff Planners and Wine does a very good job of covering that in their podcast. So mm-hmm. highly recommend that you check out them and think critically about um, like the actions that brands do do and the actions that brands don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know it's not my place to like say, like apologize for it or like accept an apology for it. Mm-hmm. I do think it was like an oversight on their part. And I, can see them kind of moving past that in the future. But again, that's not my place to say. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, y'all know we stand uh, planners and wine over here. <laughs> I was listening to their bonus episode today. Ooh, it was fire. I gotta catch up on some podcast episodes from them. But yeah, I'm trying to remember what I was saying. Yeah, so the the planner it was it was free, so I'm like, okay, I'll take it for free and just like see how it actually works out. Um, I've used many many a planner in my life. Yeah. You seem so jaded right now, and I love it. Oh, he's jaded. <laughs> you know, but I'm just imagining like three years ago, Caitlin being like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that's how I would have been, and now I'm just like. I'm like, the first thing I bring up in the review of this video was the lack of coverage of a Black History Month. I and I'm like, never quite seem to like have the right words to express how I'm feeling about these things. I, I do want to take a stab at it. Like that's the best that I can do is like say something. And if I don't say something right, then like I said something at least. Yeah. And like, if you don't say something right, you know, you learn from the experience, you apologize for it if you say something like heinous um and like you know you don't put the brunt of emotional labor on other people right because it's not their responsibility to teach you to you know not be bad and when we're talking when you say other people you're particularly Mm -hmm. referencing like people like a marginalized identities who are being Mm -hmm. directly impacted by actions that yes 
that like you and I as like white women are often able to just kind of like brush past and that's coming from mm-hmm. a place of privilege so oh like, absolutely yeah. okay so okay so I was listening to I was listening to the planners online that's how I do now I like I hadn't always but I think Caitlin we we were talking about it and then I was listening to an episode and then they were having a live chat and I was like oh if I join the Patreon I can go to the live chat this is so awesome anyways um but the point is is that like you know it's it's not their responsibility to be the be the only people being like hey did you see this thing like that was bad like you know we need to improve sort of on our sensitivities a little bit because some things just you know brush or just can just be brushed off and like I don't notice certain things mm-hmm. like for okay I didn't so I didn't see the Coco Chanel Villa, Villa, Villa Beautiful pen but I know for a fact that if I had I would not have been like oh shit she's a Nazi sympathizer you know I mean, as someone who has, as Jewish loved ones, like that immediately stood out to me as like a red flag, but, but like, we all kind of see things like through our own, like intersectional lenses, like coming from like our own identities. So like, Mm -hmm. as someone who's like, like kind of intertwined with like Jewish, like faith and like Jewish adjacent, um, like, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself to be Jewish, but like friends, family, loved ones are. Um, so like, yeah, that stood out to me quite a bit. And I have never purchased from this company like before. So I didn't even realize it until I heard it on a podcast. And at that point, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that's, that's an issue. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, I, I mean, I'd like this podcast to be a place where we can kind of like interact with these situations and continue to like talk on things Mm -hmm. um especially so that like it's not solely the people who are being directly affected who are having to do all the heavy lifting around here Mm -hmm. yeah because I know uh one thing that was sort of brought up in in relation to the conversation that we had I think in our second episode about uh clip art right um was that sort of stigmatizing it was actually a little bit not not a little bit but it was ableist in the sense that you know because not everyone can physically draw and from for me I was just like oh my god you're totally right but I hadn't seen it at all Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like you like once you see it you can't unsee it it's like those those you know uh optical illusions where Mm -hmm. it kind of looks like a candle and then it kind of looks like two people kissing yeah yeah Yeah, I know what you're talking about and like specifically like comments like well if you can't draw you shouldn't have an Etsy shop like that's where it gets into that ableist territory Mm -hmm. um yeah so like that specifically is like what I think um should be highlighted out of that conversation like yeah 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 but just that like you know it, it there's there are other perspectives that we're not considering of you know marginal marginalized folks because generally speaking we're not those people mm-hmm. I mean I like and the the promise that I will continuously uphold is that like I may not get it right the first time but like honestly correct me 
Like, mm-hmm. tell me, reach out to me, call me out. Like, if I do something wrong, call me out and I will do my best to like make that situation better because odds are I probably didn't even realize it in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, there there's a difference between making one, like making seven different mistakes and making the same mistake seven times. Yeah. So I feel like there's a difference between someone you you know is tr- like actively trying and someone who just doesn't care and is like, oh, I'm sorry. Or is doing it like superficially. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I think of it sort of from, from a context of like using pronouns, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, her, uh, he, him. him. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot all him. pronouns on the like face of the planet. Just yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, there's, there's like, there's only so many times you can forgive misusing a pronoun. Yeah. Right. And so like, if you think of it from, from other perspectives, you know, there's only so many times you can forgive a, like a brand making a a mistake like this. I mean, just in general, right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that number is zero. Yeah. Depending on how bad it is. But like, if like, if people want to actually sort of consider themselves to be allies and things like that, you need to be making steps to improve yourself, to support marginalized communities. And if, if, and when possible, like making those sort of statements yourself. Because allyship is an active process and just like labeling yourself, oh, I'm an ally is not like enough. Like And in some ways, like, I feel weird even, like, applying that term to myself because I, like, know in some cases I feel like I'm doing the bare minimum. And there is more to be done. So, like, it's an active process that requires learning and engaging and growing and also, like, taking taking charge of, like, your own, like, I don't know what the words are, but you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, just like, just taking charge, period. Yeah. Like, of yourself and taking ownership of, you know, your actions. It's a whole thing. And like, I feel like, I feel like what I go through, when I go through my feed, I can, you can see, and like, you can tell who is, you know, speaking up about things. It's got really heavy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it did, but I feel like it's stuff that, like, it's the conversations that we need to continue to have um, Mm -hmm. and, like, build off of them. And my apologies for not coming into this with, like, a very clear, um, like, verbiage of what I was going to say. I always feel like I get very tongue-tied and, like, I get nervous that, like, I'm going to be misunderstood in some respects. So, like, if there's something I said that could be interpreted, like, different ways, like, again, like, call me out. Like, I'm open to, like, having these conversations. See, I always feel like I just talk forever. Or, or occasionally I say things that sound mean, and I don't mean them to be mean, but they're mean. Words are hard. (laughs) Words are very hard. Uh, Yet they are the language that gets us by, so... Got it. Got to go with it. Okay, I think that we should wrap this episode up because I'm really tired and I want to go read my book, which is my happy thing for the week. 
your happy thing for the week. My happy thing for the week. I'm going to ask you what your happy thing for the week is after I tell you about this book, because it's called Portrait of a Thief. And it's okay. So, you know, the movie 21, which is, it's based on the book, Bringing Down the House. Like the card counting team from MIT? Yes. Okay. So now if you take that and you mix it with Ocean's Eleven, Mm -hmm. but the entire um, sort of gang here, right? Um, They are robbing museums to reclaim uh, Chinese art pieces for China. Oh, that sounds fun. It's really fun and it's well-written and it has exactly 69 chapters, which I giggled at like a teenager. (laughs) It comes out in April. So by the time that this actually airs, it might be even released. Ooh, I'll have to look into that. I got a book backlog that I have to attend to. Oh yeah, let's, for your book backlog, like you need to DNF, which is do not finish, books that are boring and you don't like there's no point reading a book that you don't have to that you don't enjoy yeah I kind of accepted that I wasn't going to finish the one I started but then I just was never able to start the one that I'm like this is the next one so I gotta do that um and before I tell you my my happy thing I gotta tell you one very abridged story um that I don't remember if I told you this or not and the email's going off and it's eight o'clock on a Friday night just gonna ignore it Um, but, um, I got back to town from spring break the other night and it was like late and I had a lot of work to do and I knew I needed to get groceries before Monday because I had to be on campus all day, like 10 hour day on campus. Um, so like I need groceries. I don't have the time to do groceries. And my boyfriend was like, you know, you should just like do one of the, the grocery delivery services and just like take the fee, like do the delivery fee and just like, you'll have groceries because you need food. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and the groceries I want are from Target because I love Target. Um, I mean, I love going to Target, but the food I also like is from Target. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do Target's grocery delivery service, which they operate out of shipped, mm-hmm. shipped with a T on the end. And I don't know that I knew what I was like getting myself into when I ordered um, shipped groceries but I like plugged all my stuff into the like program and like they they said okay we're gonna have your groceries to you in this window anyway I get this text message from the guy who's shopping for my groceries and this conversation it was just like very personal like not personal but like it, it felt like very like okay this is Target's take on grocery delivery Hi, Caitlin. This is your shipped shopper, Aaron. I'm about to begin shopping for your order from Target. Please let me know if you need anything else. I'm like, no, I don't need anything beyond like the list that I gave you. Perfect. Looks like they're out of the 16 ounce Panera Broccoli's Cheddar Soups. They do have a 32 ounce available if you'd like to substitute. I noticed you put do not substitute for your substitution preference. So if that's 100% the case, I will honor that going forward. I'm like, that's okay. I'll just skip it. Thank you. Oh, like, okay. uh, yeah that's that's a robot for the record the little the, the little uh thing that it sends you I've been I worked for uh oh, you did yeah okay. yeah so I worked for Instacart part. for a little bit well I'm like I have some food allergies so I can just skip anything they're out of always oh, like oh thank you for the clarification must suck to have food allergies I could never like imagine that 
Oh yeah, that part's a real human. <laughs> uh, just wanted to check on another thing because you got taco dip and I don't want you to have like no chips to eat it with, but they're out of the chips you requested. Um, is there another kind of tortilla chip that you'd like? Um, I can put it in the cart, like, but just let me know. And I'm like, oh, I have some extra chips at home. He's like, okay, just wanted to guarantee you had some chips for your dip. Um, I'm like, this is oddly specific. If it's a robot, like that's weird. And if it's not a robot, like, I mean, the, the guys first know. couple were robots. The, the next part was the, like, they were working for that tip. I know. I don't, I'm like, okay. He really cares about the taco dip. What a great shopper. <laughs> So that tangent aside, I think the thing that I'm most excited for after this episode ends is I'm going to now eat my taco tip. <laughs> Which if you haven't had the Target brand taco dip, it's amazing. Huh. What does it taste like? It's like in the deli section, it's um, is it like, like a sour layer? cream salsa mixture with like jalapenos and it's like taco seasoning. It's not for me. So good. I, I'm happy. I'm happy that you can have your taco dip, though. You know, eat my taco dip. Sam's chips. I mean, I have some here, so Aaron was fine. Um, he didn't need to bring me more chips. But I'm going to have my taco chip, taco dip, and I'm going to start on season two of Euphoria, because I already finished the first season in the last two weeks since we've talked. I didn't even know you started. You started without me. Sorry, I bought HBO Max and I said, I'm only keeping this for a month. I better start working on it. The betrayal. <laughs> well, catch up. Uh, I'm not going to catch up. It's okay. <laughs> I've watched some of the YouTube clips, though, of uh, Lexi's play. Oof. Haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. That's season okay. two. So maybe we'll get there tonight. Who knows? But Taco Dip and Euphoria is the plan for tonight. And I also have some new bath bombs from Lush that I'm very excited about. Can and you I do all of these things at the same time? Yeah, I can. It might be a little weird to like, okay, some people might think it's a little weird to like eat snacks in your bathtub, but I'm, I'm a full on snack and bathtub kind of gal. Oh yeah. Like the people who will drink wine, like why is drinking wine in your bathtub okay, but not drinking snacks? Or eating snacks. Snacks, you know? Um, like, it's the only social, socially acceptable time to, like, eat chips, like, in your bathroom. So I'm going to take full advantage of that. But I have all these bath bombs from Lush that I'm so excited about. Like, have you have you shopped with them before? Yes. They're, I can't go into their store anymore because it's just, like, overwhelming scent. But I like it. It just, I get a headache like I I like it too it's a lot a lot to take in but I love the bath bombs um they're expensive but like mm -hmm. for the, the quality of them oh, like break them in half you don't need a full one I need a full one yo today is a full today bath is a full bomb bath bomb day but I went and got some and I got this recent one that is called magic cow <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god it's alamu i know i was like i've been really into like these cow squishmallows lately so i'm gonna get this cow shaped bath bomb it's like white and then it was like rainbow sandwiched in between two layers of like white cow and what they don't tell you is that it had pop rocks in it and then there were pop rocks in places you don't want pop rocks popping and it was so <laughs> it was not fun <laughs> 
I'm not going to recommend the, the magic cow, but tonight I'm going to try this different one. It's called Lakes. And it kind of reminds me of like a Monet painting. Like, oh. maybe you should wash your bathtub out first just to make sure there's no sneaky pop rocks. I always wash it after I take a bath. So like, that's not an issue, but I'll, I'll let you know my endorsement on this next one. Do not recommend the magic cow, though I did like the fun shape of a cow bath bomb. I love this so much. So I, I think that's all I've got for you. <laughs> yeah, no, this, that, that was, that was wonderful. That was beyond my wildest expectations. We got but. Target shopping trip done by Aaron, the very caring shipped shopper. Um, oh, we Karen. Karen. Is he so Karen. Karen? No. Yeah, no, actually that doesn't work. <laughs> got some taco dip to eat in a bathtub and then fancy bath bombs to go along with it. Yeah. And I've got a, I've got a hot date with a book. Oh, love that for you. We are having a wild Friday night. I'm going to do watercolors tomorrow. Maybe drink some rosé. Mm. Mm. Going to be a good weekend. Sounds like it. Well, this has been Professionally Planned with Caitlin and M. Jazz hands. <laughs>